Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that my co-host, Nikki Lee, has a birthday. Yeah, that's right, Nikki. I got you. Her birthday is December 17th. Happy birthday, Nikki. I love you, sister. Miss you on this podcast and we'll be so excited when you come back to be with us in January. And I hope everyone will go to our Facebook page and wish her a happy birthday. She deserves it. And she brings such delight to this podcast. And I'm excited that um, she was willing to to join me uh, on this podcast when we, when we uh, first started and had the idea. And please wish her a happy birthday. And we will see her back here in January. Welcome to the Nikki and Julie podcast, a place to find encouragement, enjoyment, and be uplifted to the joy in your journey. And now, here's Nikki and Julie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nikki and Julie podcast. Today is Thursday. Today is also the 16th, which means how many days left until Christmas? Uh, I believe we're looking at nine. Looking at nine. Okay, are you like me or not? Are I, here? This is me. I don't have all the Christmas shopping done. I, um, <laughs> I, know, I know what I got to do. I know what I want, and I know where it is, but... I'm I'm one of those people. You know, I've seen people in October, they ha- they already had their Christmas shopping done and 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 the gifts wrapped and in the closet. I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness. You people amaze me." <laughs> but, you know, this year it's 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 my typical year. I kind of wait to the last minute and and get things done. And it'll be great when you know, when Christmas is over, it'll be wonderful, but Wow. Wow. That's just, that's, I remember growing up that my dad, you know, I was an only child. So my, my dad would usually around the 23rd of December would decide it was time to go buy something for my mom. And so he and I would go to Sears, Penny's, uh, Kmart and look for Oh, let's see. What robe did I get her last year? I bet she could use a new one. <laughs> Tell me some of you had parents like that as well, right? Oh boy. It was it was always always an adventure. You know, when um when when I had Christmas as as a kid. Um because I mean, when you only got one child, and and it's Christmas. It doesn't take long to open presents and be done. I mean, it just doesn't take long. Uh, when you've got a bunch of kids and, and and you do this thing where everybody opens one at a time and everybody watches. See, that was all new to me when I got married. It was all new to me to watch one person open a gift and then wait for the next one. I'm like, why don't y'all just open them? Because <laughs> that's what I did, you know? So I had, oh, I had so much to learn. Oh, so much to learn. 
But anyway, this is one thing that I'm still doing and probably not doing it well is waiting way too long to get the gifts. Now the house got it done. It's a little different decorating this year. I just had, you know, I just kind of had a different idea about what I wanted to do this year. But so that part's done. It's just these other little extra things like gifts that aren't quite done. I tell you, I wanted to share something with you today about, oh, aging. <laughs> like, great. It's the last thing I wanted to hear. Aging. You know, it's happening. As soon as we're born, we are aging. And I've been aging now for 63 years. In that aging of 63 years, you know, things things have happened. I mean, your body just starts having, um, well, things get out of alignment and things have to be uh, pulled out, you know. <laughs> um, you know, you have surgeries and... And your body changes, and and for us women, you know, if you've had if had baby one, two, three, four, and your body sure does change with that, doesn't it? Men have no clue about that one, do they? But anyway, we won't go there on this podcast today. We'll talk about that another time. But anyway, um, also, you know, with aging comes the changing of your hair color. Yeah, the changing of your hair color. Okay, I don't know about you all, those of you who have gray hair. You know, as I was growing up, the gray hair thing was, oh, you're old, you have gray hair. And I started coloring my hair when I was 16. And I tell you, there was a time I messed up. I put an ash blonde on my hair, and my hair was kind of brown anyway. And I put an ash blonde on it. Oh, it turned it green. Green! I was 16. 16 with green hair. And it wasn't popular then, all right? It was not popular when I was 16 to have green hair. Um, I had to... Oh, I used everything. I used joy dishwashing deter I used everything. Finally, you know what took it out? Mr. Clean. <laughs> it did. Mr. Clean stripped out that green hair and I never to this day every time I see something that says ash blonde and ash blonde on a box of hair color. Oh, my memory goes back to the day I had green hair. And as a 16-year-old, I was in tears over stuff like that. That did not set well with me. But I colored my hair a lot. Well, I'll tell you, when COVID came along and, you know, people weren't going to the hair salons anymore, it's like, ah, you know, either I go get the box stuff. Well, you know, my hair is is a brilliant white in the front, and it takes about every four weeks, it's showing up, and it would show up to tell me, hey, I'm here, and I will win this battle, woman, with your hair, and sure enough, it did. Well, that's been a hard thing for me to work through, but I'm finally there, and it's a hard thing for a lot of women to work through. Um, yeah, I'm in this group, you know, about growing gray gracefully and, and a lot of women struggle and everybody's got to figure out what they want to do with that. <clears throat> but aging is, it can be, it can be a beautiful thing. It can be humorous. I think it's the best time of life to try to find some humor. You know, um, as a nurse, the geriatric part of, 
the um, community of healthcare was one of my favorites. And I did home health for 25 years of my 40 years in nursing. And I absolutely loved it because most of those people were in the geriatric age group. So I had all kinds of things. But I also, in the hospital, had a geriatric patients, a lot of Alzheimer's years ago. It was so different. I mean, the, the, the kind of patients in the hospital now and the kind of patient I had back in, in, in the 80s, oh my goodness, it's night and day. Night and day. When I first got into the hospital working there, I mean, women would sit around in their bed jackets and push the buzzer that they needed help with their water. I mean, that is how it used to be. And they needed their cup moved closer. I mean, <laughs> that that's the truth. Well, I would have a lot of Alzheimer's patients, and I just loved them dearly. And I remember this particular this particular patient I had. Uh, she was precious, but she she was very determined to get out of her chair and get out of her bed. And uh, you know, we didn't want her to fall. So I decided I was going to get her a baby doll, which works for most of of the of the women um, that who have Alzheimer's, they do love baby dolls. So I got her a baby doll, and she loved it. Her husband, who had been so worried about her being in there and was so worried that she would fall, he just could not get over how much that his wife had just taken up with this baby doll and had forgotten that she's supposed to be climbing out of bed and had forgotten that she's supposed to be getting out of this wheelchair where she's, you know, we, we tried to keep her in there the best we could. He was so happy about that. He wanted to bring something to me. And I'm like, no, sir, you can't. We're not supposed to take anything. We're not supposed to take any kind of gifts or money. That's not supposed to happen. I'll have to tell you, one day he showed up with this brown bag. Okay. Hear the word brown bag. And he handed me this brown bag and walked off. Well, I couldn't look at it till later. I'm telling him, you know, I can't. T- he, he just walked off. Do you know that he had gone out and bought a fifth of Jack Daniels and, <laughs> gave, it, and, and gave it to me? <laughs> he was doing something for me because, I don't know, did he think nurses needed to have alcohol after they got off work. I mean, (laughs) a lot of my nurse friends did that. But it's one of those times when it was just, it it was, it was so comical. And it's one of those gifts, you know, for me, I'm thinking, um, I don't know. I mean, is this, do I re-gift to this? What do I do? But I just loved that population. The other day, um, I was sitting at the, the doctor's office. Actually, it was yesterday. And um, I have macular degeneration. It's hereditary. I've I've uh, was diagnosed with it when I was about fifty one, so I've had it for about twelve years now. And my my dad had it. His mother had it. I mean, it just runs rampant in in my my family. And as I was observing my grandmother deal with it and my dad deal with it, I observed two ways to handle that. Uh, for my grandmother, bless her heart, um, for her, when she got this, she decided that she could not really enjoy life anymore, and she pretty much just shut down, you know, 
For my dad, he was determined that he would still enjoy every bit of life he could. So I looked at how the two of them handled that, and I chose his way because that was the way that he could find more joy in his life. And it it is true. Now, I you know, I can still drive and, and, and do all these things, but I still have to get injections. And I get injections in both eyes because I have wet macular degeneration, so I am... Uh, I, I get the injections. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm I'm kind of the younger one in the waiting room because most people there are going to be in their late 70s, 80s. And I'm telling you, I love it. I love it when I get to sit down with these people. Well, yeah, well yesterday, a husband, wife coming in and uh, he sat down. They started talking about their doctor's appointments. <clears throat> excuse me. And they had one for October 22nd of 2022. And he was just laughing about how he had, you know, he, he looked at me and goes, this is all we talk about anymore is our doctor appointments. And he went on to tell me, he goes, you know, I am, I am 90 years old. And he was just as spry as he could be. And, um, he said, you know, I was, uh, I went to high school in, in Florida, in Panama city, Florida. And he said, we've been having high school reunions. And, um, I said, well, oh, you, you, you're having high school reunion still? He goes, uh, well, yeah. I said, we had a 50-year one. And, and then he said, after that 50-year one, we would kind of decide every year if there were enough left <laughs> to have another one. I said, well, I just got to ask you, how many did you start out with? He said, we started out with 250, which that was a lot, you know, for way back when. He said, we started out with 250 in my high school uh, class. I said, well, I got to know how many you got now. He said, well, a year ago it was 30. And I'm like, oh, wow. And he said, he goes, now this is the funny part. He said, the class president, I said, the class president, he said, yeah, he's still living. I said, oh my goodness, the class president keeps in touch with whoever remains. And he said, the past about 10 years, he would write and say, how many do we have left? <laughs> and he goes, that's, that's what he'd report. He would report on who died. He wouldn't report on who had the latest great-grandchild or where are you living now? Have you moved out of your home into an assisted living? Or you know, He's wanting to know who died. So he said, last year, you know, we didn't have our reunion. So he said, but this year I got the letter from him wanting to know if how many of us were left. And he said, if, uh, if I don't hear from at least 30, we're not having the reunion. And I said, oh, wow, I want to hear, I want to hear the rest of this story. He said, I got another letter this summer. He said, class reunions are now cance- canceled. From here on out, <laughs> there are no more class reunions. So he goes, I don't know how many other people have died. He said, but I'm going to tell you what. He said, I get up every morning and I thank the Lord for this day. He goes, you know, when you get my age, you're just thankful for the day. He said, so I get up every morning and I tell the Lord, thank you for this day. And I just make the best of it. And his wife looked at me and said, that's exactly what he does. And that's why I like being around people like that. Because, hey, 
I'm hoping to be where he is at some point in his mind, the way his mind was able to function. And if the Lord wills his age, if that works for me, but that attitude, I love the attitude of that man. Now, because I worked with a lot of older people, there are some who decide when they get a certain age, they become kind of a, I think the word's called entitled, and they expect a lot. And sometimes there are things that they need, and I get that. But living your life the best you can with what you have, oh, Man, it just, it just spoke to me when they finally called my name back and said it was time for me to go sit in the chair and get my injections. I said, I, I want to hear the rest of the story. I'm enjoying talking with this man. But I, um, I hope maybe there are some people listening today that, that are in that age bracket and are enjoying life. I, I remember my husband's grandmother, she was in her 90s when she passed away, but she used to talk about how that all of her friends were getting old. <laughs> they might be 85, but then at some point it was kind of sad because she said, you know, a lot of my friends aren't here anymore. And uh, it, it, it got a little harder for her toward the end, but she stayed as spry as she could. And that's that's who I want to be. That's the kind of person I, I strive to be. And I have to work on it because sometimes stuff lands in your lap. Doesn't feel so good, does it? But if you can wake up every morning and say, Lord, thank you for this day, and you live for that day, because what does Scripture say? We're not promised tomorrow. Past is already done, and we're not promised tomorrow. So let's be happy for the day we have. I wanted to read just a few verses and end our podcast today from Ecclesiastes. From Ecclesiastes. And... This is chapter three, and the the heading of it says there's a time for everything, and I love this. I love this particular uh, part of scripture. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. 
I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. May we take on our day today, the day that was given to you today, this very moment while you're listening to this podcast. Now you go out and you take on the day and thank the Lord for everything that you have. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Nikki and Julie podcast. And remember, be real, be true, and be you.